You're listening to The Dworkin Report, and I'm your host, Scott Dworkin. On today's show, we have former law professor, Representative Jamie Raskin, on the program to discuss what he is doing on the House Judiciary Committee to bring about a bill of impeachment against President Donald J. Trump. I got to ask him about the unfolding scandal linked to a whistleblower complaint, which is reportedly about Trump pressuring the president of Ukraine to open a completely baseless investigation into the Democratic frontrunner in the 2020 primary contest, Joe Biden. Representative Raskin also explained to me that there is one charge almost sure to land in Trump's articles of impeachment, and there's virtually no way he can defend himself from it in a trial because he's been so obviously negligent in flaunting the Constitution. We also discussed Corey Lewandowski's testimony and how he thinks the House should take stronger measures to extract testimony from Trump's former campaign manager and from all of his cronies, as well as the sad state of rampant corruption at the White House. But before we start, I'd like to ask you to check out the link to my new book series, Meet the Candidates 2020, authored by this podcast producer, Grant Stern. I'm the series editor, and each book starts with an essay that I've written about the top six Democratic candidates for president. The books are a great portrait of each candidate. Grant looks under every rock, search engine, and even into the Internet Archive to paint that portrait with lots of facts, policy, and the history that you truly need to understand the top Democratic candidates for president in 2020. Check out meetthecandidates2020.com to see all of the books. So please take a listen to my interview with one of the House Judiciary Committee's top legal minds, Congressman Jamie Raskin. I'm here with Congressman Jamie Raskin, who represents Maryland's 8th Congressional District, just northwest of D.C., and he's already a member of House leadership in just his second term. He's one of the most vocal leaders in the House who's seeking to hold the president accountable and a participant in the ongoing impeachment inquiry from his position on the House Judiciary Committee, as well as from his seat on the House Oversight Committee. Congressman Raskin, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm delighted to be with you, Scott. Now that House Judiciary has formally resolved to implement an impeachment procedure, does this mean the committee has a clear right to obtain a copy of the Mueller grand jury's secret material, which it's suing for, uh, that otherwise would be protected by the federal court's grand jury secrecy rules? Well, it, it still needs to be ruled upon by a court, but the courts have determined that uh, the investigative fact-finding powers of Congress are at their zenith when we're in an impeachment investigation. That's because impeachment is an explicit and enumerated power of the legislative branch under Article One, and it obviously goes to the very essence of the rule of law. So we're in a legal proceeding now. Does that mean the House Judiciary Committee is going to move to restrict members from making comments during witness interviews instead of asking questions which would make the hearings more like depositions for a potential Senate trial? Well, I think it, it has been more like that, certainly like if you go back to the Mueller investigation, and I think the Lewandowski um, hearing was was more like that. But of course, the, you know, with the Trump administration and the Trump witnesses, all bets are off because uh, they've basically thrown caution to the wind and are uh, behaving completely above and outside the rule of law. Um, but yes, I mean, when we're in fact-finding investigative uh, hearings, we're going to be working to just try to collect as much information as we can. Do you think that Corey Lewandowski should be held in contempt? Well, I think he clearly was in contempt of Congress. He was behaving in contempt of 
the people's representatives and of the people and of the Constitution. How we deal with this most lawless and reckless administration is just a, a very thorny, complicated problem, because if we go to court, it takes weeks or months to take years. In some cases, the um, contempt holding against Attorney General Holder from the Fast and Furious investigation took several years before there was finally a ruling on it. You know, we're dealing with a, a tidal wave of uh, misconduct by the administration on a daily basis. So I, I am someone who favors our uh, use of the inherent contempt powers of Congress, where we don't have to go to the courts in order to enforce our rulings. We can just do it ourselves. But that hasn't happened around here for many, many decades, and it would require dusting off some of our 19th century rulings and practices. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. In regards to Trump and impeachable acts, are there a few that your committee's targeting, you know, whether it be emoluments or what do you think the major articles of impeachment would be if impeachment does go forward? Well, the, the cardinal sin in the Constitution for a president gone bad is converting the office into an instrument of private profit and self-enrichment. And the Foreign Emoluments Clause prevents a president from collecting uh, foreign payments, payoffs from foreign governments, princes, kings, and foreign states without the consent of Congress. The Domestic Emoluments Clause limits the president to his salary in office and prevents him from collecting other money from the U.S. government. This president is in flagrant daily violation of both the domestic and foreign emoluments clauses. He's collected millions of dollars at the Trump office tower, in business deals around the world, at the golf resorts and hotels, and of course at the uh, headquarters of all the action, which is the, the Washington Trump Hotel, where all of the foreign governments interested in ingratiating themselves with the president come and spend lots and lots of money. And, you know, the president has made a token payment of $340,000 to the Treasury, saying this represents the, quote, profits on payments he's received from foreign governments. But the Constitution doesn't ban his collection of profits. It bans his collection of all payments. And he didn't give us an accounting anyway. Nobody saw anything. We're just supposed to take his word for it. And in any event, it's up to Congress. It's not up to him. And on the domestic emolument side, the whole country now is totally aware of what's going on. He gave the game away when uh, he sent the vice president to Ireland and told him to stay at his hotel. And then it comes out that in Scotland, they've redirected the Air Force air traffic to stop at um, a refueling site near the Turnberry Resort. And then they've, they've put up um, uh, nearly $200,000 worth of uh, servicemen and women there uh, at the hotel. And, you know, they're just making money hand over fist every single day. And he can't be accepting any of it. The president can only accept his salary. And uh, the joke is that he goes around saying, oh, I don't accept a salary. 
he should accept his salary and he should stop ripping off the taxpayers in all these other contexts. Find out more about Meet the Candidates 2020, my new book series of voter guides authored by Dworkin Report producer Grant Stern. It's the only place you can read my opinion and a factual portrait of each major Democratic candidate in one place. Buy the book now at the link inside this episode's notes at grantstern.com or your local Barnes & Noble. Thanks again for your support. Let's get back to the show. Have we seen corruption like this in this country before? Never. You know, I went back and did a little study of all of the emoluments received by other presidents, and they were all scrupulous about turning them over to Congress. Abraham Lincoln, in the middle of the Civil War, you know, there's battles taking place, and he sends these elephant tusks he received from the King of Siam over to Congress saying, I love these. Can I keep them? And Congress said, no, they must be turned over to the Department of Interior. And Trump's hero, Andrew Jackson, received a gold medallion from Simon Bolivar, who was the prime minister of Venezuela. He wanted to keep that. And the Congress said, well, we see equities on both sides, but we think you should turn that over to the Department of State. And he did. Um, But it flies in the face of everything that the framers believed to allow the president to keep millions of dollars in cash being deposited with him and his businesses, uh, you know, the whole point of these clauses was to say that the president had to have undivided loyalty to the American people and not foreign agents swarming all around the nation's capital and not to his own business interests. And yet this president decided not to divest himself of his business interests. He decided not to put everything in blind trust. He just kept it going and has other Trumps working with him on it. Well, it's a, a scandalous situation. And I think that he betrayed his oath of office. He betrayed the Constitution from day one. And everyone sees the way in which uh, the money making continues. How do you think this ends for Trump? Well, um, I, I do think that version of the presidency into a for profit enterprise is the Achilles heel of this administration. And the kind of betrayal of the office represented by these actions uh, we are seeing now, of course, with this whistleblower matter, but that's just unfolding now. So we're not quite sure where that takes us. But what we have in every episode is the president placing his personal monetary and political interests above the office, above his responsibilities in office. And that just cannot stand in the long run. There's a certain kind of animal cleverness that uh, he has about escaping situations he's gotten into. Um, But I think ultimately the framers of the Constitution will prove to be a superior match to um, uh, even this reckless, lawless president. Thank you again for taking the time, and and thanks again for all you do. Um, You know, you were really stepping up early on in the process, even before he was sworn in. And so I can't thank you enough for everything that you do. Well, I, I appreciate what you're doing, and we got to defend the press. Uh, the, the media is not the enemy of the people. The press is the people's best friend. And uh, uh, when the history of this sordid period is written, it will be recorded that there were strong journalists like you who stood up to all of the, the power and the abuses that are taking place. Thanks again to Congressman Jamie Raskin and for all he does for the country. He really is a fighter. He's one of the great ones in Congress. Thanks to my producer, Grant Stern. You can follow him at Grant Stern on Twitter. You can visit our website at DworkinReport.com. 
You can visit our book website at meetthecandidates2020.com. Thanks again for listening. Keep resisting. Onward!